Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Daily Grind. My name is Kelly Johnson, your fun and friendly host. We're in episode seven of season four, the very best one yet. What is up, The Daily Grinders? My name is Kelly, your host, as always. We have a new segment, a new feature that we're doing on social, and we want you to be a part of it. The Daily Grind, that's the name of our podcast. What does The Daily Grind mean to you? Our simple phrase, following a certain routine every morning to start your day or on a larger scale that shapes the outlook on your life. Submit yours on our direct link form, direct.me slash dailygrindpod, or visit us on social at dailygrindpod and get featured. keep the introduction short we have a special guest on today's podcast i'd like to welcome nick sakalis nick is the ceo and chief marketing strategist at realtop a full service search engine marketing agency welcome to the show nick Thanks, Kelly. thanks for having me on let's, let's rock and roll I'm, I'm pretty pumped right now and over caffeinated so we got a lot of extra energy yes definitely we are excited to learn more about your story what you do on your daily grind our listeners are beyond excited to really you know dive into this interview uh learn from the best here on the show in your in your industry here so uh to get the ball rolling can you briefly introduce yourself and what you do on your daily grind yeah, my name is, uh, well, my nickname is Nick. Uh, my full name is Nikitas, last name Sukalis. I own a company based out of Boston, Massachusetts called Realtop, and we're a digital marketing agency. I would say our claim to fame is helping clients that are spending a ton of money on Google ads make a lot more money. Um, we tend to be the company that does the takeover, so people come to us when their accounts aren't performing and they say, SOS, please help. And, and we, uh, we jump in and make, make these huge campaigns that much more profitable. And um, I've been doing this for the last 15 years or so with Google ads um, amongst uh, other marketing channels. But I would say that's, that's the big thing we do here at Realtop. Wonderful. Yes. You're expert in your industry. Again, started your career pretty early, you know, sales and marketing, even, um in the real estate business for at the age of 18, you know, what inspired you to, to dive in super early on as well as like tap into these areas? I'll tell you, you know, I discovered sales when I was in my late teens and the idea that without any connections, without any education or at least formal education, um, without any, any real, any, any, any real high skilled training, with my own efforts, with my own hard work, I can jump into an industry and I'm as good as the guy that I've been doing it for 20 years just simply because of my last month's worth of transactions. I found, I found that so appealing. It was, it was almost like the heavens opened up, like a, like a light bulb went off when I discovered sales. And 
you know, it was like, it was, it was life-changing. Uh, at 18 years old, um, I had this opportunity to become a real estate agent in Boston. Um, a friend of mine who was older than me was doing uh, rental sales. Uh, and in Boston, you know, we're surrounded by colleges. So it's a huge, huge market to be able to rent apartments to young college students every year. There's this huge um, in and out of like literally tens of thousands, probably a couple hundred thousand um, students. So he's like, man, you got to get into this. You'll make tons of money. He was making tons of money. And um, he showed me where to go to get my license. He's my best friend. More than 20 years later, he looked out for me and, and helped me uh, and, and helped me start my career in sales and then got me all of my other jobs going forward. And that was that was life changing for me um, because I always looked a little older, too. So I could kind of pull off. I could kind of pull off that I was a little bit more polished than I probably was. Um, I remember at the time, you know, doing showings. And, you know, my car was a total junker. One side of it had been sideswiped. You know, the, luckily it was the driver's side and the passenger side wasn't. It was still intact. So I had to I had to make sure people I was taking on showings only saw the passenger side of the car. And that's the type of stuff you do when you're when you're like starting off and you're and you're grinding. But you, you just you just sort of do it. I, I have to say, looking back, those were those those were great days. Those were just such a phenomenal time. I wish I knew at the time how much fun I was having. I didn't, I didn't even realize it. I was so stressed out trying to get my next sale. I love the the throwbacks here, Nick, and just talking about your story. I think it's really an influential or inspiring our younger daily grinders to in today's episode, you know, trying to navigate their career, but also putting that, that hard work, that effort to propel them to the next level, you know, further down the road. And it goes to show uh, on the show as well. I mean, you were, I think you were a top mortgage executive in your rookie year, placing yourself in the top 1% of mortgage executives before turning even 21. And then continually, you know, from this success, you know, took on sales and marketing talent um, to where you are today. Uh, I guess fast forwarding to today in a sense of what was like your aha moment, you know, in starting the full service engine marketing agency? Oh, yeah. You know, I ran a company before this that helped people with credit issues. And, you know, ideally, the, the you know, ultimately, the, the product isn't as uh, the product wasn't the thing. It was our ability to, to scale the product. Right. So, you know, we ran a company that for the most part, most credit restoration companies are local mom and pops. And we decided to take what started as our local mom and pop with a couple of people in a storefront back in 08 and turn it into a machine that was generating more than a thousand new customers per month. So, you know, we made this decision to grow and scale it. Not a very high profitable, high ticket business. You know, you're dealing with the masses, a lot of volume, but it's all about scale. And we did that successfully with no investors, no uh, private equity coming in and, and really almost zero debt, just growing and grinding and reinvesting our profits from, you know, marketing campaigns that did good. And ultimately what happened was I delegated myself out of a job. I would say that was one of the things. And I had a lot of free time. And what would happen was, you know, friends of mine that were self-employed were like, Hey, what the hell are you doing all day? And I'm like, ah, not, not really much of anything. And they're like, well, we want to do that too. How did you do that? And I was like, well, the first thing you got to do is create on a really a, a very predictable automated marketing machine, you sort of have to remove yourself from being the 
the guy and you need something more predictable. That way you can put in place salespeople and, and receptionists and, and, you know, friends of mine would kind of ask me, Hey, how'd you do this? How'd you do this? How'd you do that? And at first I was just telling people, you know, like, Hey, run Google ads, Hey, uh, do this, you know, and you know, let me know if you need some tips. And then I remember just being on a flight. I think I was coming back from Greece. My family, we tend to go there every summer and my parents are from there. So on, on the way back, I was like, you know what? I really want to do something new, something I'm going to really enjoy. And what I found was I really enjoyed hanging out with my friends that were entrepreneurs. Like we could talk, we could talk shop, you know, every, pretty much for the most part, everyone's pretty like mine. I was like, you know what? I want to work with entrepreneurs. And at first, I didn't know if I was going to do digital marketing, but I was doing it so much for my own business. I literally made a list of everything I liked about my current business and everything I hated. And I went through a process of elimination. And at the end, on this flight, on this little notepad, I came up with digital marketing. And then when I got back, um, those couple of friends of mine that I had advised, hey, you need to be scaling your business. I, I actually hit them up and said, hey, dude, you know, I'm starting this company. I'm going to just do your, I'm going to just do your ads. I don't even care about the money. I just want to like get a couple of case studies. And ultimately, um, a couple of friends of mine hired me. Then I got hit up by one guy and another guy and another guy. And it sort of took a life of its own. And now we're working with about 30, 30, 30, what I call uh, large small businesses that are growing very, very rapidly. Um, our team, we're up to about six people. And this thing just sort of evolved. I, you know, the exact aha moment, I don't know if there was an exact moment. There was definitely an, an evolution. Something was tickling me, and now we're here. And uh, and I can say every day I get up, and I'm super excited. Like, I love my clientele. Like, I'm having a blast. And it's funny because I always preach remove yourself from your business, the whole kind of e-myth thing. But ultimately, we've got to do something all day. I'm not going to sit around on the couch. So I, I've actually re you know, I've gone against my advice to everyone and I'm in the business all day long, but I'm having fun doing it. So I would say that's one of the big differences. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really well said, Nick. And just talking about, as you're mentioning your story and that you're passionate about, that's what we preach here on the podcast a lot. Um, look uh, to do something that, you know, you get a sense of purpose, a sense of you have the goals that you have set to achieve. You're, you know, making a difference out there in your own set industry and with your organization. Really cool to see that continues to grow. And another success story that we're here, we're uh, excited to share on today's episode in our podcast itself. Just talking about your agency as well. Maybe some best practices too for our, our business owners and founders out there. You know, why is hiring an agency better than hiring someone like an in-house? I mean, it really is. That's a great question. And I would say there is a point where a company does need to go in-house. And what we found is typically that's somewhere in the 30 to $50 million a year range. Um, and the reason for that is, you know, you're going to need certain things for your business, right? Let's say you're, let's say an email newsletter. Let's say, you know, twice per month, you're sending out an email newsletter to your book of business. One of the most basic forms of marketing. Well, if you hired someone that was really good at graphic design, a really good copywriter, someone that really understood segmenting your email list and tagging everything. And you, and they, and they sat there and they were full time, you know, you're going to pay a pretty significant amount of money. You could say, I'm going to hire a little marketing assistant or some little thing like that, but that's going to be low skilled. So the amount of money you would spend just for that one full time 
email marketing expert is probably going to be five to 10 times the amount of money you would pay an agency to access that top talent on a fractional basis because you only really need them four or five hours a month. Why would you pay for 40 hours a week? So really, it, it's really about just accessing talent uh, inexpensively on a fractional basis um, and, and sharing it. You, you don't need to carry all of those expenses early on. You know, we have people on our team that are experienced that have managed millions and millions of dollars of Google ads investment and generated revenue doing that for you to get the people on our team and put them on your team for what could be essentially 20 minutes of um, optimizations per day, or let's say an hour per day. Well, you're going to pay them eight hours per day and you're going to pay them a heck of a lot, a lot of money. So really, um, if you're under 30, 40 million, agency is, is almost always the way to go because you're going to access a way higher level of talent, but at a fractional basis. Um, and really the numbers, we've done out the numbers. Um, on average, we're, we're sometimes, we're, we're somewhere between four and six times cheaper to access every marketing channel your business would need uh, than hiring one part-time marketing assistant. And that marketing assistant won't have the experience or the talent uh, managing these channels. Um, every person in our seats, they're, they're an expert. Our email person is an expert. Our copywriter is an expert. We don't want to have mediocre people here. We're, you know, we call ourselves real top. Like, are we really top? You know, are we, are we legit? Of course. Yeah, I was just going to, as you're talking, just touch on, you know, consistency and having that talent, that experience that your team has. I think it's really important for us as uh, entrepreneurs and business owners there to seek those those organizations, those agencies like yourself to really drive our business. That kind of leads my next question, too, in regards to, you know, how can you help growth minded entrepreneurs improve sales? A great question. And we really look at the three S's, especially with the digital channel. So let's say we have this one category. They come to us. We really can only help them with their digital marketing, aside from some of the other tips and sales advice and, and systems advice. But we really look at the three S's. So the first thing we look at is site. Um, I sometimes have to remind entrepreneurs, if you're doing business online, your website is your store. And if you look at the most successful retail stores, what are they? They're stunning. They're beautiful. They're constantly being renovated. The companies are constantly reinvesting. Look at Starbucks. Every two years, I feel like the Starbucks in my town is doing like a gut renovation. Well, why are they doing that? Because it's a retail institution and they want the experience when the customer's walking into the store to just be phenomenal. And you want to think like that too. So the first thing we look at is site. We audit websites and we say, hey, you're getting traffic to your site. Put aside, put aside creating more traffic. What's the site look like? Does it suck? Like, I mean, really just, does it just suck? And then if it doesn't suck, let's jump into the details. You know, what's the site speed look like? You know, you're getting 100 clicks per day to your website. Is your site just loading an extra couple of seconds slower? Well, maybe if we speed it up, we can get double the amount of people to inquire. And we've just doubled your business without a new site, without more traffic, without more ads, just being a little bit more intelligent. So I would say site is the first thing. And there's, there's obviously a lot that goes into that. And I would say the next thing is search. You know, I, I remind people, there usually, almost every single time, people online, on Google, and sometimes Bing, that are looking for what you have to offer. 
You don't have to motivate them. You don't have to go to the top of the funnel, as we say. They're simply jumping into Google and they're like, I need a, you know, fill in the blanks, whatever your business is. And we want to get in front of those people. So we tend to look at, you know, what are you doing for Google ads? Well, I don't want to do Google ads. It's expensive. Um, is it really though? If you put a dollar into a machine and it spits out four, it's free money. So it's just free money you're not getting. The second thing we look at is Google My Business, which is a big deal right now. Um, I would say it's Google's answer to Yelp. It's Google's replacement for Angie's List. Are you showing up um, in the rankings for that? So it's a huge deal right now. I um, mean, the third thing we look at is your organic rankings. Are, are you showing up when people are researching the topics surrounding your business? And we come up with an action plan for that. Um, that that's life-changing. It was life-changing for me and my previous business. And that's, that's why I'm here today. Um, and I would say the last thing we look at is social, okay? Um, and social isn't just social media marketing for us. It's, it's really your social circle as a business. So we look at social media marketing, your channels. Do you have a book of business? Are you staying top of mind with them? Are you possibly running social ads for, for new leads, for cold traffic, for new inquiries? Um, and are you staying in front of your social circle um, with email as well? People forget the importance of just staying top of mind with a simple email newsletter. People will tell me, oh, you know, what's the big deal, you know? Uh, and, and I tell them, listen, if you're unsure if email marketing works, do it for a year and then stop. Watch what happens. Okay, you're not going to notice those instant, you know, you're not going to get that instant gratification you're going to get from a Google Ads campaign from your email newsletter, but but stick stick with it for a year. It's like, it's like stick with a, a, go for a morning walk every day for a year and then stop. Your first morning walk, you might not notice a darn thing, but watch what happens when you stop, how depressed you get. Same thing will happen with your email newsletter. So I would say the three S's, it's, it's, it's site, it's search, it's social, and those in, in those exact order of priorities for almost every single business. Um, and we literally just go through a series of checklists and we optimize each of those. And what we find is sales, sales go up because people, they want to do business with with you. <laughs> so let's, let's get in front of them. Oh, definitely. Yeah, really well said, Nick. Uh, just going through the, the three S's. Those are super key. And just with your digital marketing services, you know, analyzing and optimizing not only the advertising, but the entire sales service funnel of of your business. Can you like walk us through as like, let's say if I'm a new business owner, you know, explain how it works us uh, working with uh, Realtop. Yeah, I'll tell you, let, let's, say, let's say you're a startup and mm -hmm. we tend to not work with many startups, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna take you through usually the advice I give people. Um, the first thing is it's literally just going back to those three S's. So someone comes in and says, I have this great business idea, okay? Um, I'm gonna start up this company or I just started up. The first thing I tell them is, is anyone even looking for your services? Okay, so I speak to a lot of people, a lot of you know startups will reach out to me and they have these amazing ideas, okay? And they're revolutionary, okay? But I, I, I beg you to go into a Google forecast, just Google, just literally Google, Google forecast or Google keyword research, okay? Go to that tool and type in what you have to offer, okay? Is there already a ton of traffic in Google? And Google will literally tell you if there's a demand in your industry. If, if it's not on Google, it's an industry that, that, that is brand new. And why is that important as a startup? Well, if you are first to market on a brand new idea that has no demand, you're gonna be required to educate the masses 
about why they need your service. And although that's, that's something that can be done, the, the, the runway, the financial runway you're going to need to educate the masses on why they need your services, which is super duper top of funnel, it is going to be extremely long. You're going to need a ton of cash to get there. And, and once you're there, then they'll start looking for it online. So unless you have a, just a buckets and buckets of cash to burn, I would say go to Google and see if there's demand for what you have, what you're going to be doing. If there's no demand for it and you don't have an absolute insane amount of cash, don't do it. Just stop. Okay. Cause you're going to go bankrupt very quickly. Okay. Um, if the demand is there, then you got to think, okay, how can I get my first customers? Okay. Um, I need to set up a website. Okay. If you can't afford to set up your own website or, or hire a developer, you might want to look at something like Squarespace or something like Wix, mm -hmm. amazing do it yourself sites that allow you to eventually expand and go into like a developer mode. And, and as your business grows and you, you're hiring developers, you don't have to trash the initial site. You can, you can continue growing it. So that's your first thing. And then I would say, whatever it takes to get your first customers, document their success. This is something I haven't done enough. I wish I did, but your first customers, let's say you're just, I don't know, let's say you're Let's say you're cleaning sidewalks. Let's say you're cleaning driveways, okay? Mm -hmm. um, you have one of those pressure washing businesses. Every single job that you do, you should have a before and after, okay? Um, that's going to be the real social proof when you don't have a ton of reviews early on. You want to put those all over your website everywhere. That's going to do the selling for you. Um, so I would say those are the two biggest things. Get a do-it-yourself website. Well, make, make sure there's demand for what you have to offer. You can't create demand. It's, it's just way too difficult. You can't motivate people. It doesn't work. Um, number two, get yourself a, a really beautiful do-it-yourself website if you can't afford one. Uh, and number three, document every single um, before and after and get it on your website. Be methodical about that versus even client acquisition um, at first. It's going to be essential. Oh, this is great, Nick. Just walking through, walking us through the process, shedding light in this area, and what you what you do at Real Top and what you provide uh, the top exceptional service here. My next question, too, just in specialization, like what kind of search engine marketing do you specialize in, in particular, or yeah, with with Real Top? Tell us more. It's a great point. A great question. Sure. We are not. Um, how can I put this? We we. There are a lot of marketing agencies. I'll say I'm a Facebook agency. I'm a Google Ads agency. I'm a SEO agency. Mm -hmm. We're a let's help a business make tons of money agency. Okay, um, and, and the reason I say that is because digital marketing changes very very quickly. Okay, and I'll give you one example. Google anything. Google anything on your desktop right now. For you listeners, Google something, anything. I don't care what it is. Any sort of service or product. And what you're going to find is what shows up on what we call the top of fold, okay? Um, the real estate on, on, the, on the screen, um, on your cell phone um, or your desktop, what shows up at the top, that real estate has changed over time. Most people don't notice it, okay? And what do we see now? We see Google Ads at the top, top four spots. Sometimes it encompasses the entire first page of Google, it's just Google Ads. So what do we do as a digital marketing agency? Well, if someone says I want to be found on search, we tell them, hey, straight up, top four spots are Google ads, buddy. Um, the sidebar is gone. 
Google did that. They're a for-profit company. So if you don't want to be participating in Google Ads, you're not going to get found. The second thing we look at is Google Maps, okay, or what we call Google My Business now. So we focus on Google My Business as number two. And then number three, which is literally the third thing down when you're scrolling through Google is the organic listings. Google doesn't make money on organic listings, okay? I have to remind people. There was a time where really the, the, the top one or two spots was Google Ads and then it went straight to Google Organic. So my entire emphasis then, or I would say it was 50-50, as 50% emphasizing Google Ads, 50% emphasizing Google Organic, okay? Right now, it's broken up into, into thirds. If something changes, okay, and we find that Google My Business is gone tomorrow, okay, and Google starts pumping up their organic listings, then I'm going to be focused mostly on SEO because that's what's going to drive revenue for my clients. Right now, we're doing a ton of business in TikTok ads, and people are like, well, you're not a TikTok agency. Well, guess what? I'm a make money agency for my clients and for me, and we're making tons of money on TikTok right now, so guess what? We're a TikTok agency. Now, I would say for you business owners looking for an agency, make sure that agency is testing all the new cool things happening and they have a pulse on the changes that are coming and they've already run tests on the new things that are coming down the pipeline. Because if you're stuck with just an SEO agency or just a Google Ads agency or just a Facebook agency, when the market changes, your business is over. So you got to go. You got to go where the cash is, um, and that's very important as an agency. So I would say right now, yeah, we're super focused on Google Ads because it's at the top. It owns 80% of the real estate on the top page of Google, um, and it's generating the most revenue for our clients. But I'll tell you, if that changes tomorrow, we're gone. We're focused on the next thing. Oh, that's really great to hear. You know, adapting to change as well as you guys are the experts in you know the, trend, the upcoming trends. What's currently hot on the market in a sense. Can you speak to on some of the additional services in addition to SEO, uh, supporting social media, uh, those type of strategies that you offer uh, support with your clients? Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you all our channels that we're managing so far, okay? Um, and again, we're a fractional marketing department for larger small businesses, okay? So we need to be able to manage everything for them. So the first thing is literally sites, okay? So we create Absolutely stunning, very beautiful, high-end, very world-class polished websites. Everything's got to look amazing. And we manage people's websites day to day. Web management is now becoming a pretty huge part of our business because of the importance of it. We're doing Google Ads, Google My Business. Uh, a lot of that Google My Business is reputation management, which is becoming absolutely massive right now for us. Um, search engine optimization, which is priority number three in the hierarchy of Google. We're doing social media. Social media marketing, really, uh, we're doing a ton of it for our B2B marketers, okay? Um, they tend to get their sales through relationships still. Um, a lot of high-ticket sales B2B um, are super focused on relationships, going out, shaking hands, kissing babies, you know, <laughs> like doing the old-fashioned thing, going to dinners. Um, so we support them with beautiful social media, consistent feed that can sort of document what's happening in their business, which, which is more, I would say, sales support marketing, business development support marketing. Um, email marketing is, is huge for us. And then social media ads, um, number one, um, as a way to stay top of mind in a particular marketplace, especially with our B2B clients. And then for our B2C clients, straight up lead generation. 
I would say I don't like the lead gen from social media advertising as much as I like what we're creating from Google Ads because the quality is never going to be what it's going to be from Google because the intention is obviously higher mm -hmm. uh, with, with a Google search. But that's a massive channel for us. So really, everything involved, you know, everything you would find in your digital marketing team, if you walked over into the digital marketing section of your business, you would find with us with an emphasis on maybe one or two channels being what's going to be the, the real revenue events um, for a particular business, which could be Google ads. It could be uh, social media. If it's, it's, it's B2B, we're not sure, um, but we, we cover it all. That's great to hear. And then it kind of tees me up for my next question to headquarters in Boston, but your, your team in general services, uh, not just within that area or the States, a uh, global perspective too. Yeah, you know, selfish reasons. Um, I want to, be, you know, I want to be able, you know, there's no great like business idea here. Like, this was years ago, way before any sort of COVID, way before any of that. I I decided I didn't want to be restricted to four walls in a commute. So years ago, in my previous business, we decided to move the whole company remote. And at the time, people thought we were nuts. Oh, you're going to have people working from home. I'm like, yeah, it's <laughs> awesome. Like, it, it, it makes my, my team happy because their kids get off of a bus. Um, they want to be there for their family. Um, that's the priority here. So when we started Realtop, we decided from the get-go to go 100% remote. And there are times I miss, like, you know, the water cooler talks sitting around the office and, like, you know, shooting the shit as we say mm -hmm. uh, such a Boston thing to say by the way mm -hmm. uh, but we're we're 100% remote we've got team members right now literally in whew, um, we have team members in Central America South America United States of course um, in India in Europe we're we're all over the map and, and really our office is slack mm -hmm. that's 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 where we hang out and it, it's great. We, we love it. And, you know, someone on my team wants to travel. They don't have to hit me up and say, hey, Nick, I, you know, I want to I want to jump on a flight and, and, and I won't be in the office next week. I don't even know where they are sometimes. You know, I, one of my main guys, sometimes I'm talking to him and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah I'm in uh, I'm in Costa Rica. I was like, when did you go? Nah, I went last night. You know, I, I had no idea. And, and he's working from his laptop. And and what's interesting is the clients think it's cool. A lot, very few of my clients are working remotely. And when they hear this, they're like, oh man, <laughs> I want to do that too. Everyone wants freedom. So they hit me up like, hey, how'd you do that? <laughs> Aside from the marketing, they want to know how we're able to be anywhere in the world. We, we don't have out of office replies on email like almost ever because, you know, you get your phone with you, you get your laptop. Why do you, why do you need to be out of the office? No office. No, I, I think it's really exciting. And uh, again, really great example to share on today's episode, building global brands with effective use of global resources. I mean, uh, proven tactics, it goes to show on what you've done so far and the continued success that you will with Real Top. Also leads me to one of my questions too, in terms of you know looking at future self ahead. What do you still hope to accomplish in this field going forward? What I hope to accomplish is... is is really being the go-to company is really being the go-to company that people see as a revenue event. Mm 
Um, too many marketing agencies and too many business services are just expenses. You know, one of my clients, actually our first client, which is now one of my very, very best friends, he says um, he actually owns a, a, a printing company. And when he made our first business cards, on the back of the card, he, he, it's a really cool design, actually. He made these raindrops, um, which was part of like a like laminated the card. So it had these raindrops. I'm like, dude, what's, what's up with these raindrops? And he's like, you're a rainmaker. He's like, you've helped us grow our business. You make it rain. He's like, that's who you are. And that's what I want our agency to be known as, as rainmakers. I don't just want to be an expense. And, and although in certain industries, especially the B2B space, we have to be more of a marketing support for business development. You know, it's not really a legion type of thing, but, but really, um, you know, especially for our clients that are working with the masses and working with the general population, we really do want to be known as the rainmakers. Um, that's, that's our thing. Like if you're not using us, um, if you leave us, we want to know that your sales dropped. Um, that that's what we want to be known as like, and if you're working with us, we know your sales are up. And you're making a way more money and as an entrepreneur you're you're living a better life because you have that automatic predictable marketing machine in place and now you can start delegating and maybe removing yourself from the grind a, a little bit um you, you know step one is making your marketing machine so I, mm -hmm. that's what we want to be known as mm -hmm. i like i like the saying and simple it's, it's cool to look back to probably over the years on what you've done each and every day to grow your team where it is today so yeah you touched on on daily grind uh that's the name of our podcast what does the daily grind mean to you Ooh, that's a that's mm -hmm. a damn good question <laughs> and i'm a i'm a big fan of the grind mm -hmm. uh because i because I love it um, more than, you know, I, I basically delegated myself out of a job and then I started grinding again. So, the, the, you know, it's not very logical. Um, the daily grind for me is finding the one thing, uh, the one thing that moves the needle in my business and hammering that thing all day long. And in most of those businesses, it's some sort of sales or business development. That's the grind for me. Um, being up, you know, I was up until 10 o'clock last night at my desk and just, just grinding, just going through social media, going through contacts, trying to make connections, trying to come up with the next best thing, coming up with the next aha moment. Um, that's the grit. That's the daily grind for me. Um, just moving the needle on, on the one thing in your business. And I learned this from a coach that I used, um, you know, credit Adam Reed, um, the guy was a total genius, um, and he held me accountable to that every single day, actually. My daily grind was that one thing, which, you know, sometimes it was creating social media content as a business development. Sometimes it was a meeting, and at some point, it's a new sale every single day or maybe multiple sales every day. But that's the big thing for me, that, that one thing that moves the needle in your business. The rest is pretty arbitrary. Um, keep your task lists pretty short, guys. You know, don't just find one or two things and hammer the shit out of those things. Great, Nick. I think we should take the, your message, the, what you just said there, and repurpose our, our podcast to live on the grind. Really well said. Uh, so, yes, Nick, We in closing here, we talked about your daily schedule. You have quite the grind going on at Real Top. What's on your on your daily grind you know, later this year, back half of 2022? A great question. My, my schedule 
looks almost identical every single day to the point where I use Google tasks and I check off the tasks every single day, or I check them, check, check them off. And then every single day I uncheck them. So the same thing shows up every day. So my day is almost a photocopy. I mean, I would say I start with something called prime time. So that's my first major category of tasks. And really that is me waking up. This is going to sound a little corny, but I literally do this. I wake up, make my bed. Um, simple as that. That's part of my creating discipline, um, priming my, my mind, um, making my bed, doing my prayers, reading out of my Bible, reading out of my Bible, uh, getting a workout in. Um, that's part of my, what I call prime. I used to call it the morning miracle, like, you know, thank you, hell, hell, Rod, but I had to rebrand it because it was getting boring. So a couple of weeks ago, I renamed it as prime time. Mm-hmm. So I try to get that done as early as possible. And the reality is some days I oversleep. But you know what? Even if I oversleep, I will push appointments back to get my prime time done. That for me is miracle. And then really is in my business, I usually have some kind of quick and dirty, quick and easy tasks that I have literally like going through my emails. I know people are like, try to get the most difficult thing done early on in your day. Uh, you know what? I like to get some quick wins. So I like to check off a couple of easy tasks early on in my day, like literally clearing my email, checking bank accounts, double checking invoices. They're kind of mindless, like mindless work. And then I go into, once I have all that stuff done and I have a clean slate for me, it's, you know, reviewing campaigns with one of my marketing managers. His name is Jake, total genius here on our team. We review every single client every single campaign, every single day. And then from there, it's new business all day long. So if I'm done by noon with all of the junk, um, from 12 to 10 p.m. midnight, I don't care. It's all about new business development, marketing, sales, the one thing that's going to generate revenue for your business. Um, it's always sales, marketing, sales, marketing. Um, I need at least an eight to 10 hour block of doing that every day. And for those of you clocking off at five, it's not going to cut it. Like you gotta, you gotta grind the whole day. That should be the majority of your day. The rest is spare parts. I like the I like the prime time. I'm gonna have to incorporate that maybe for our daily grinders tuning into the episode. Maybe we should put that listening to the pod in our in our prime time here as we as we wake up and grab coffee and whatnot. So really well. Can I rebrand my prime time as my daily grind. Can I rebrand that? Is yeah. is that allowed? Yeah, yeah, I think so. We we approve. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, speaking, Nick, of uh, your story, very inspirational, very motivating on today's episode and even outside in, in our grind. Do you have a word today to motivate our listeners out there or even a, a quote or a saying, mantra? Yeah, I have on my desktop a Bill Belichick quote. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, for those of you that hate the Patriots, I apologize. I'm not even a huge sports fan, um, but I, I love people that have, you know, he's, he's obviously he created the most winningest, uh, winningness, winningest, uh, uh, football team ever. And his quotes, just do your job. Just do your job. Just wake up every day and do your job. You, you know, uh, I'm not feeling motivated. All right. Stop talking to yourself then just do your job. Um, I have that on my desktop every day. I look at it, I'm like, do your job. Just shut the F up and do your job. And that's it. And guess what? Tomorrow's another day. You might be a little bit cheerier tomorrow, but in the meantime, do your damn job.
really well said. Very simple. Great mantra for the week and for the rest of the year for us here on, on our grind. Last but not least, uh, Nick, if our listeners have questions, comments, want to get in touch with you, you know, want to learn more about Real Top, uh, how can I do so? Yeah, hit me up. Um, I'm going to give you my email. It's nick, N-I-K, at realtop.com. Um, if anyone listening, if you are a startup or an established business looking to just get a higher return on all of your marketing, just shoot me an email. Hey, Nick, I'm running this business. I want to make more money. <laughs> I need a rainmaker, whatever it is. Um, just hit me up on an email. Obviously, you can check out our website, realtop.com. And if you want to check us out on Instagram, realtopdigital or at realtopdigital. Um, but just shoot me an email. Say what's up. Don't be a stranger. doesn't matter how small or large your business is. Um, if you have any questions, we built a really fun community. Um, and, um, you know, we're, we're not some celebrity influencer here. We're just like entrepreneurial people trying to make a living for our family. And if I can help you move the needle in yours, even if I can give you a couple of tips, be my guest. Let's, let's have some fun. Let's be friends. Wonderful. Yes, we'll put where to find Nick and Realtop in our show notes. As always, thanks again for tuning today's episode. A big thank you to Nick for being on the podcast. Thanks, Kelly. Thanks for tuning into the Daily Grind this week. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcast. If you want to follow us on Twitter or Instagram, we are at Daily Grind Pod. Please also remember to visit our website, www.kjfwi.org, and shop our merch. Until next time, my name is Kelly Johnson. Have a great day. This episode was produced by the Kelly Johnson Foundation with music composed by Connor Christian.